the 437th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has added pick-up scorchers where you can win 100 times your entry. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in just one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. And we're also brought to you by Game Time. Last minute tickets, download the Game Time app and create an account to use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. And next, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And we're giving you guys a three thousand dollar prize that's right our nfl second chance survivors contest presented by Corey pinkston in the barking dogs properties feel free to enter just go to sports gambling podcast.com slash survivor Hi, yo, DeGenerinos. Welcome to another action-packed exciting episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 437, it says on my screen, and that is correct. This one's going to go out to John McDessie, JP Byes, Shane Young, Tucker Lutz, AJ Fletcher, Andre Fialo, Carl Deaton, and Camuela Kirk. Pour out a little liquor for all those fighters. Gone but not forgotten. Thank you for coming to the show. I am still the ghost of Jeff Fox, Chalks, Fox. If you're watching, you know what that means. Yes, we're on YouTube still. If you want to watch us and listen to us, YouTube spot to be. Obviously, we're in your iPod catches as well. Make sure you download us there. We are going to finish up our UFC 296 uh, episode right now. This is the main card and our fancy dancy picks. As you see, there's someone with dreamy eyes beside me here. Sadly, he's not sitting beside me in real life, but virtually there he is. It's one and only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Yeah, so uh, you guys will notice we're already making improvements to our YouTube. We only played the theme music one time this episode, uh, which so is uh, it's early. yeah, which yeah, yeah, it's early still. But uh, yeah, we uh, huge advantages we're making, and uh, yeah, I think we're we're starting to get the hang of it now. Uh, two episodes into the video age, <laughs> sure, sure we are. We'll see. Um, all right, we got UFC two ninety six. I usually ask you before we. Uh, or before we make picks, your thoughts on the odds for an event. I didn't do that last uh, episode. I should have though, because there are a lot of wide odds in this event. A lot of, we took a lot of big dogs, which meaning there's a lot of big wide odds. And you'll notice almost all of them too, are like the middle Eastern or Eastern block fighter has the negative mm-hmm. 600 number next to their name. Right. Yeah. Weird how um, that works. Yeah. It's almost like they're playing that when they went to Abu Dhabi and you know, like we'll talk about a few of them on this show, but like, they clearly are trying to like build up a, a viewing base over there. And, you know, maybe that's for the best. Maybe that's not for the best. But I do think there are a number of them who, and we've talked about this before. I think I called it the Russian rub once or twice. Like there are plenty of people who have a Russian sounding name. And as a result, their numbers are probably wider than they ought to be. Um, and of course, you know, on the prelims, go back and listen to the prelims or watch the prelims or whatever it is you do. Um we we found some numbers we thought were exploitable based on that fact. So uh, yeah, th- there's plenty of goodness to go around. Yep, Munaf the machine always bets on everyone whose name ends in Ov, right? Ov, that's his that's his thing. I think I, that's his thing. I don't know if it's still his thing. He, no, he needs it was to show. His thing. 
he needs to show up in the the MMA gambling podcast Discord a little bit more often. So uh, we'll, we'll try busy to time go. for that man though. Yeah, he's got we'll, baseball. He's got football. He's he's NBA starting up. He's a busy guy. Somebody uh, should let him know obvious. baseballs baseballs over. Like nobody's watching baseball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no one's watching baseball. That's true. No. Um, there's two odds going head to head in the opener. So what would he do with that fight? That's. I mean, I think there's something very clear to, there's something very clear to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll talk about it in a second, but, uh, yeah, 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 I think there's, I think there's something we can do. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's, let's just kick into that right now. Shall we forget the ad reads? We don't need money. Um, let's go right into <laughs> the main event, not the main event, the main card. You should say it's 10 PM Eastern time start for the pay-per-view portion. No, not this week. 2 PM Eastern is the start time for this card. They're doing it uh, local time in Abu Dhabi. That would be Saturday, as per usual, October 21st. UFC 294, the Etihad Arena, Abu Dhabi, UAE, a.k.a. Fight Island. First fight, the Ovs. Battle of the Ovs. Bantamweight Saeed, Namagameda versus Muin Gafarov. I shall tell you about Tajik first. That would be Gafarov's nickname. He's 18-5, and five, 10 knockouts, 2 submissions. Never been finishing a fight. 0-1 in the UFC. 2-1 over his last 3. 3-3 three three over his last 6. Was a regional champion. Used to fight at featherweight 2013 pro mma debut uh also competes in sambo he's four years younger than Nurmagomedov. he's outstruck his ufc was one ufc opponent by 0.17 strikes a minute despite losing he's at plus 210 Nurmagomedov, this is the one that's not related right or i don't believe he's related, related? Uh, stylistically no. he's not very related Us- <laughs> right, i know yeah. usman is usman is related and then okay. how about umar Umar is related. Okay, I don't think Saeed. Someone I think not. Saeed is not. Yeah. Okay. To Habib, obviously, what we're talking about. All right. This Nurmagomedov is seventeen and three, four knockouts, five submissions. Never been finished in a fight. He's six and two in the UFC. Four and one over his last five. He did lose his last fight. Used to fight down at flyweight and up at featherweight. Was a regional champion. Two thousand nine pro MMA debut. An inch height, two inches reach over Gafarov. Better striking stats. More active landing strikes. Positive strike differential of 1.39 strikes a minute, minus 218. I go first to the main card. Normally, I will take Nurmaga Madoff here, better striker, um, which is a funny thing to say with a Nurmaga Madoff. But yeah, I think that's what Dan was uh, Dan was hinting at there. But yeah, better fighter uh, than Gafarov. So yeah, easy pick here. And Gafarov's just had trouble with strikers, right? Like, and maybe not even, maybe strikers is the wrong word. Like, he got. He has trouble with striking, maybe perhaps yeah. is a better way to put it. Cause you know, I don't think of uh John Castanetas, the sexy Mexi, as being a particularly, you know, like polished striker or anything, but sexy Mexi dropped him. Uh he's actually been knocked down in his only two fights on uh on fight metrics, that is. Uh both by sexy Mexi. And one time he got dropped by was it Chad and Helliger? Chad and Helliger he fought on uh contender series. And so like I don't know. For me, that's not a great sign. And it's not like he's going to go in there and out wrestle Sedner Megamedov either. Like he got out grappled by Chad and Helliger. Uh, so like if you're getting out grappled by like a Canadian guy, um, you're probably not uh, out, you know, out grappling a dude whose last name is Megamedov. And yeah, no. Sed's got some issues. He's not a perfect grappler. He's not a perfect wrestler. But man, I mean, like his striking's pretty devastating. He hits really hard. And I know he's got some recent submissions on his record but like i actually think his his striking here is going to be the big difference maker yep it is true it was the sexy sexiness that dropped him in the one fight so we'll, we'll have to give him the uh, uh 
give him that. It wasn't wasn't the striking. It was just the sexy maxi being sexy. Yeah, couldn't handle the sexy maxi. It's true. All right, now I, I changed my mind. We are going to have bad beats because I want him. I do want to make some money. All right, we're going to tell you about the mothership SGPN, your second chance survivor, and the NFL Gambling Podcast review contest that's going on right now. Already knocked out of your NFL survivor. Don't worry, we got you covered with the SGPN second chance survivor. Presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. 3000 bucks are up for grabs. Winner takes all. Start this weekend, so sign up now. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Survivor. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Survivor. And the NFL Gambling Podcast. Guys are doing a review contest. Leave an Apple Podcast review with your favorite touchdown-related bet for this weekend. Biggest winner gets a $50 SGPN gift card. Make sure to include your YouTube username in the review so we can contact the winner. And finally, Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. Every t- Everybody likes spicy 100 times payouts. Uh, and for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. Plus, if that's not enough for you, $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win $10,000 each week. Do you have a spicy underdog play, Gumby? One of the ones on the screen, perhaps? Yeah, I'm going to, with underdog fantasy, I'm going to take the higher than on Islam Makashev's significant strikes. Uh, I, wh- whether you think he's going to win or not, this fight is going to go for a little while. So you might as well trust that he's going to land some shots in there. And uh, those two, I, I mean, like you could do the same with Bolkanovsky when they post those numbers. But the, the one I'm just looking at right now is Makashev. So yeah, give me the higher than on his significant strike. 55.5 is not a lot of strikes in a five-round fight. No. And, and especially to like, you know, like they, they spent a lot of time on the feet last time. So, you know, I, yep. I see that happening again. All right. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over an underdogs mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN underdog will double your first deposit up to 500 bucks. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. What are we moving on to next? We're going up to middleweights. Now Ikram Alaskarov, another of versus Warley Alves. All right, Alves is 14 and 6, four knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once, eight and six in the UFC. He's stepping in here on short notice. He's lost two straight fights. He's only won one of his last four and two of his last six. He's not won a fight since January 2021. He went three and all in the outdoor fighter and was the champion of that season. Used to fight at welterweight, 2011 pro MMA debut. He's been outstruck over his UFC career by 0.88 strikes a minute. He's at plus 475. Alice Karov, 14-1, five knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out once. One low in the UFC, won that fight via knockout. One low in contender series. That's part of a six-fight winning streak. He's not lost since April of 2019. And that was to Kamzat Chemaev. Uh, Alice Karov has missed weight a couple times in the past, so keep an eye on that if you're thinking of betting this fight. Uh, 2012 pro MMA debut. He's a Sambo world champion. Got an inch of height, four inches of reach on Alves. He's a year younger. He did get outstruck over his two fights uh, in the octagon by 1.63 strikes a minute. He's a f- minus 599. There's one of those funky funky lines for you. Okay, got me. Go. Easy. Aliskarov. Like, it's just like... The bottom line is Warley Alves taking this on short notice. He doesn't belong mm-hmm. in this fight. Most of his fights have happened at 170 pounds, and he's up against a guy who's a better grappler than him. So, like, what left do we have for Warley Alves at that point? Because, you know, Warley Alves does have some knockout power. But, like, you know, his better side of his game is his, like, snatching a guillotine or something like that. And he's not going to do that against uh, Aliskarov. Aliskarov, 
I mean, he's looked like a beast on the ground with the exception of the Kamzat fight. And even then, he stuffed the takedowns of Kamzat uh, up until the end of that fight. So, yeah, give me give me a Liskaroff, uh Negative almost 600 probably isn't something that I'm trying to play straight up. But I could see myself squeezing him into a parlay if you really needed it. Throw him in a parlay, yep. Everything what Gumby said, I uh, I double on this one. Aliskarov is the pick. All right, uh, let's move on to not an off, but a Ev Ev for the next couple fights. Uh, light heavyweights: Magomed Ankalaya versus Johnny Walker. Should be Honey Walker if he really. Uh, I guess he's not Brazilian anymore. He's he's Irish now. Um, all right, we're gonna tell you about him first. Walker, twenty-one and seven, sixteen knockouts, three submissions. But knocked out four times, submitted once. Seven and four in the UFC. He's won three straight fights. One no one contender series. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. SportsGamblingPockets.com slash store. Use fight up at heavyweight 2013 pro MMA debut. Three inches taller than Echo Live. Seven inches of reach on him. More active landing strikes. He's got a positive strike differential. 1.27 strikes a minute. He's at plus 285. Anchor Live, 18-1-1 with 10 knockouts. He's been submitted once. 9-1-1 in the UFC. He drew in his last fight, which was with Jan Blakovitz for the vacant title in this weight class, light heavyweight. Anchor Live was a regional champion, also a Sambo champion. He's got positive strike differential of 1.4 strikes per minute. And he's at minus 350. I'm going crazy. I'm taking Walker. I'm going with chaos here. Um... I like his massive size. I like his striking power. I think he's, I think he can catch Ankalaev. Obviously, Ankalaev um, is going to have the grappling advantage here. He he himself is a, is a good uh, striker as well. But um, like I said, I'm I'm going nutty this week. Give me the big dog and Walker. I wasn't ready for that one. You know, I I joked on the last episode when we talked about an underdog. I was like, oh yeah, I saw you doing that. I did not see this one. Um, yeah, you, you can never I, figure me out, can you? No, nah, I mean, well, I would, just when you think you got him figured out, that's when it, it messes up. No, my, my problem here with, with Walker and why I'm not going with him, and trust me, I think it would be more fun if he won, because let's face it, like, you know, Angoliath, like, screwed up a title shot uh, by yeah. not, like, putting his foot on the gas and winded up in a draw, and maybe the fight not being uber exciting. Uh, wound up costing him, probably should have been the champion, and like he still is probably the best light heavyweight in the UFC right now, right? Like that's yeah, that might that might actually be a fact. And it's it's the mixture of takedowns and technical striking for me that that I think gives me issues with Johnny Walker. And yeah, he is bigger and he's been being a little safer while still having enough of his nuttiness to like cause chaos. But like I mean, like really, we're talking about Ankalaev being undefeated if he did not get submitted by Paul Craig with one second left. Um, and, and like, since then he's learned from that, he's safer, he's smarter. I think the takedowns are going to be there against Johnny Walker. I, I mean, like he clearly showed he could strike with Jan Blankovic. And if he could strike with Jan Blankovic, I, I mean, like I, yeah, Johnny is rangier, but I like think the technicality there could be pretty much a moot point. So I'll take Ikolaev. Maybe I don't feel super great about the line, but I do think he's going to win this fight. Okay. There you go. I went crazy. Gumby did not. So we're, we're switching roles here um, in the video era, apparently. All right. We're already up to our co-main event. It is a middleweight fight. Kamara Usman versus Hamzat Chamayev. All right. I'm going to tell you about Usman first. The Nigerian nightmare. He's 20 and three with nine knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. This is a short notice fight for him and his middleweight debut. A couple of... Uh, 
things to keep in mind there. Uh, used to be the 170 pound longtime champion at welterweight, two and zero in the Ultimate Fighter and the champion there as well. Fifteen and two in the UFC. He's lost two straight fights, both to Leon Edwards. He's not won a fight since November 2021. 2012 pro MMA debut. Was a wrestling champ in college. An inch of reach on Chimaev. He's got a positive strike differential of 1.71 strikes a minute. He's at plus 260. Chimaev Bores is a nickname. 12 and 0. Six knockouts, five submissions. He's 6 and 0 in the UFC. Won his last fight via submission. That was back in September 2022. Used fight at welterweight. Was a wrestling champion. Two inches of height, seven years younger than Usman. More active landing strikes and better gra- better grappling stats than Usman. He's got a positive strike differential of 3.32 strikes a minute, minus 275. Go ahead. So I'll take the crazy man back. I'm going Kamara yep. Usman. Um, and I'm going to tell you, too, here's the thing. If you're going to bet Kamara Usman in, in your breakdown in two seconds, and probably be wildly convinced to do so. Just wait till almost fight time. Um, because with all of this stuff coming out about is Kamara Usman's knee badly damaged, is he a shell of himself or whatever, the number is just going to keep going up. Um, it's not going to stop where it is. It's going to be much, much higher come fight time. Um, so if you, you're like me and you're going to go with Kamar Usman here, wait till it's fight time and maybe it'll be plus 400 and you'll really feel good about it. Because for me, the bottom line is, is that like I just don't trust Kamzat striking. Everybody's talking about you know uh, him coming in here, Usman coming in here rather, having had a layoff and a losing streak and it's being on short notice. Kamzat's on a huge layoff himself. And who knows what he's been doing in that time? Who knows what he looks like at this time? But for me, the big thing is compare their two fights with Gilbert Burns. And yeah, like everybody's going to say, but oh yeah, but there's the, the Leon Edwards fights in between for Usman. If you ignore those fights with Leon Edwards where he did get outstruck, he beat the brakes off of Gilbert Burns on the feet. He knocked him out in two rounds and he looked better boxing. And of course you could squeeze the Mosvidal knockout in there too if you want or any of the other ones. I just think for me, Usman has got the boxing to beat Kamzat on the feet. Now, that it does mean it does have to stay on the feet because Kamzat versus Gilbert Burns did not look good boxing. He did win that fight by the skin of his teeth, but it took him 15 minutes and it took Gilbert Burns looking like he was slowing down a little bit. So I like Usman to be the better boxer. Now, he could go in there and get plowed over. His knee could be entirely blown out. He could have Tyron Woodley syndrome where he is no longer the same form of himself anymore. He's just an absolute shell of himself. Uh, but I'm still going to take him uh, because the number I'm getting on him is crazy. And I think he can box. What Gumby's referring to is a video was posted. Was that from today? I guess he was grappling with. It was, it was whenever the, the open days. workouts were, I think it yeah. was this morning. He was grappling yeah. with, with Justin Gagey. And uh, when he hit the ground, people seemed to think he said it popped or my knee popped. Gaethje has since then said that they were talking about whether or not his head hit the mat. Um, so I'm not sure what the, the misheard lyric here was. Um, and then there's like people circling him getting off the mats. It seems like he's shaking his left leg off. And like, look, it might be more than they're saying it is. He might just be making yeah. sure that Kamzat doesn't target it. And that's why he's playing it off. But like, I, I don't know. I, I never try to take too much into that. If he goes in there and keeps his feet in boxes, You'll forget all about that real quick. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not picking him, though. I'm picking I Chimaev. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There, there's can, there's real concern that um, Usman is on his way out and down. You think he's Tyron like, Woodley? Like, yeah, that's what you're uh, 
lovely co-host on Top Turtle was was suggesting that maybe he's Tyrone Woodley. There obviously is a uh, is a history of that. Um, older um, welterweight dominant welterweight champions all of a sudden once they lose they are out the door and not very good. So, but uh, I'm I'm going to take a bigger uh, way, uh, bigger younger, um, I, bigger younger fight over over uh, Usman on short notice any any day of the week. Not that I am totally buying into the. Chimaev, uh or, or drinking the Kool-Aid on Chimaev because he, he's shown plenty of of holes, uh, like you said, especially the Gilbert Burns fight. And plus, he just doesn't fight often enough for my liking. So, um, but neither does Usman. That's the thing. Usman's fought twice in the past like two years himself. So it's not like he's Mister Active. So uh, I think Chimaev is is a safe pick here. And getting comps at Chimaev at only minus two seventy five may look like a steal because you don't usually get uh, him at a low line like that. I don't think it'll be we'll a see. deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. As Gumby drinks out of his piss jug there, uh, we'll, we'll tell you about uh, – I'm going to make him do a spit take one of these episodes. You just wait. I'm going to tell you about game time. Um, game time is the place where you can go spend some of the money we're winning for you because game time is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Oh, I said limes. I didn't last up episode. I did again. Game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame at Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Start all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, we are up to our main event already. It's another short-notice fight for the lightweight championship of the world, Islam Makashev, the champion going up against the featherweight champion of the world, Alexander Volkanovsky. This is one of the champ versus champ fights that used to be all the rage back in the day. All right, Alexander, the great Volkanovsky. What a great nickname. He's 26 and two, 13 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once. 13 and one in the UFC. The one came from Makashev the first time they fought. Uh, he's the champ, as I said, at featherweight. He's successively defended it five times already. I wish he would just keep stay there and keep defending it, but nonetheless, here he is on short notice for this fight. Um, won his last fight via TKO. Multiple regional championships on his. Mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamepodcast.com slash store. Used to fight at welterweight, which is funny to think of, but used to be well well over 200 pounds. Did you know that, Dan? I when he played rugby? I think they maybe mentioned it a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> that he, he was a big boy. Uh, 2012 pro MMA debut. One knows a pro boxer, an inch of reach on Makashev. He's almost three times more active landing strikes than Makashev is. He's got a very robust uh, strike differential, plus 2.89 strikes a minute. He's at plus 230. Makashev, 24 and 1, four knockouts, 11 submissions. He's been knocked out once. 13 and 1 in the UFC. He is the champion. He's defending the title one time against this very man, Volka, 
Konofsky. That was been his only title of defense thus far. He's in the midst of a 12 fight winning streak. He's not lost since October, 2015, 2010 pro MMA debut for him. A Sambo world champion. This is a big Sambo card. Uh, four and four inches taller than Volkanovski, three years younger than him. Better striking stats, better grappling stats, and he's got a positive strike differential of 1.08 strikes a minute, minus 250. Since this is a rematch, you know I'm going to go with the guy who won the first fight. Uh, give me Makashev f- for many, many reasons. He won the first fight. Um, Volkanovski's taking this on short notice. Uh, I would really like Volkanovski to win. Uh, I think it would be fun. Even though I'm not big on people being champions on two different weight classes, it kind of muddies things up, but. And yeah, he's a good guy. I like watching him fight, so I would not mind him winning, but I don't see, he didn't win the first fight, and now, even though it was close, he, he technically did not win, and now he's stepping in here on, on short notice against Makashev on quote-unquote home home turf. Um, I like Makashev at, the, at a pretty decent number. I like how you saw my face and said, had to switch the word technically. I didn't see your face. I, I'm looking oh. at my spreadsheet. You said something, what did you, what did you do? No, you, you said... Again? You said he didn't win, and I went like this. And then you said, oh, well, yeah. he te- I heard you breathe, a, so I had Yeah, and Im- immediately after, you were like, technically, he did not win. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm I'm going Volkanovski here. And my decision's really clear. Like, if you're betting this fight, I can't imagine putting that kind of juice on, on Makhachev because, like, it was razor close, right? It was a coin flip in the first first place and even if you're saying that like okay well Volkanovski's on short notice now that should make a difference does it really make a 200 difference because right this was a if you watch that first fight and you you put it together again immediately after it was damn near a pickup right like we were talking about this fight being so close the first time some people myself included think Volkanovski won the first one and now you're telling me I can get him at what plus 200 plus 210 plus, you know depending on where you're looking like I think that's criminal and Yes, again, uh, I'll acknowledge the short notice piece to it, but I'll also say, which of these guys are you? Do you think is more likely to develop a piece to their game that you hadn't seen before? Which of these two do you think is more likely to show up with a a wrinkle in his striking or a piece of his scrambling that's different than it was before? The answer is Volkanovski. Volkanovski is the more complete MMA fighter. Volkanovski is the guy who seems to improve every time out. Whereas like Makachev is just like what we've always known he was right like he's a damn good wrestler with some pretty decent striking which is why he gets by being just like the standard grapple only kind of guy so i think like yes he's good but i i don't see like wild development out of him every single time he fights so like i'm gonna go with the one who i think is probably more likely to develop and i think is just like a tremendous value on the cards Okie dokie. There you are. You got both sides of the of the fight, which is basically how the how the prelims went. If you haven't listened to that yet, um, we differ on quite a few of our picks. All right, let's recap our picks and we'll give you our fancy stuff here. I have Makashev, he has Volkanovsky. I have Shemaev, he has Usman. I have Walker, he has Ankalaev. We both have Alaskarov. We both have Nurmagomedov. All right, locks, dogs, props, parlay, time, gummy. We'll kick things off with a lock. Uh, I'm going to start and I'm going to need your numbers here because uh, under yep. our new format, I don't have my spreadsheets open and whatnot. I'm going to take Sedner Megamedov. Uh, I think him against Muin Gafaroth is seemingly a, the easiest slam dunk lock here. It's definitely the best number on the board. There's a couple other people who I like just a tiny bit more, but their numbers are way more inflated. So I'll take Sedner Megamedov at whatever number you now tell me he is. Minus 218. Yeah, I'll take that. All right. I will take Trevor Peak. 
as the underdog, uh, not underdog, he was, but as a favorite against Yaya, minus 155. That's a good number there. If you want to hear why, listen to yesterday's episode. That's a bold one. I like him. I mean, any any Trevor Peak one is it. Yep. It piques my interest. Um, <laughs> and uh, hey, look at that. Look at that. Um, underdog of the week. I'm going to go uh, Abu Azaitar. I think, uh, I, I mean, dude, Cedricus Dumas would have lost to, to Cody Brundage had Cody Brundage not jumped guillotine seven times. So I don't know how I can not take a guy who strikes really well um, against a guy who got outstruck by Cody Brundage. Yep, it's true. I'm having trouble picking the underdogs. All my underdogs are pretty big underdogs. I don't, have any safe, <laughs> I don't have any I, safe feeling ones. I have one that I thought you were going to take. Let's see if you're... Elliot? Yeah. Elliot. Yeah. I'll take Tim Elliott as my underdog because Gumby's in on that one too. So it makes me feel a little more confident. So Tim Elliott over Mohamed Mokayev plus 350. That'll be a nice hit. That's why I thought you were going there too, is that we were both on it. Um, prop of the week. I'm going to get big and loud for my prop of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with Sedner Megamedov. Um, and I like Sedner Megamedov a lot. I'm going to go Sedner Megamedov hits a knockout. Um, Muin Gafarov, hard guy to knock out, but he has been dropped in both of his, uh, you know, his Canada Series fight and his UFC fight. I think he gets dropped again here. Said is just a little bit more dangerous than his other opponents were. Plus 500. Uh, yeah, give Plus me that all 500. day. Whew. All right. So Gumby's going double on Nurmagomedov. I'm going double on Peak. Uh, Nurmagomedov and Peak are our favorites. Azetar, Elliot are the dogs. Nermagomedov, knockout, peak, knockout, RR, prop picks. Now it's time for the two-fight parlay that we call the Super Hunger Man Dog Super Fan Parlay. Go ahead. So I'm going to go um, I'm gonna go double knockout here. Uh, I think that, first of all, I'm going to take a Bua Zaytar, my underdog of the week. I think he's going to hit the knockout here. I think Cedricus Dumas is just going to stand in front of him uh, way more than he needs to. I think that that's a bad move. I think, uh, I, I think, I mean, I think bottom line is is just that I I don't think Cedric Dumas is as good on the feet as people think he is, despite the fact that he's got some some big KO power and stuff like that. So I'm going to take him by knockout here. I'm also going to stay on the prelims. I'm going to take Dudakova finishes this one inside the distance. Um, you know, like Dudakova again, maybe not somebody who you think of with like tons of finishes and stuff, but Jinu Fry has looked her age more and more lately. So Abu Zayatar by KO is plus four hundred. Then you can get Dudakova inside the distance. Uh, you don't have to pick sub or KO. You can just take either one uh, inside the distance. It's plus 150. So when you pair them together, you're going to get plus 1150. All right. Azatar, knockout Dudakova inside the distance, plus 1150. We did it. Another one in the books. We'll be back on Sunday to recap and to uh, count all our money. Uh, make sure you get in the Discord and chat with us in there, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that. He's also Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer on there and on Instagram. Substack. Get in my Substack. Enter my pick and contest. MoneyMMA.substack.com. Gumby's got a top turtle MMA podcast. You don't get to see him. You don't get to see or hear me. So probably positives all around. Uh, tell the people who's on it this week. Uh, we got Chris Lieben talking about uh, MMA judging and refereeing. And then we're talking to Mohamed Naimov, who's on these prelims in Abu Dhabi. The Hillman, yes. Good interviews. Make sure you listen to those. And all good things sports gambling is at sports gambling podcast and sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. They're both dot com. One of them slash Patreon. Help us crush corporate gambling. Okay, Gumby, get us out of here. 
right, I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's Jeff Boars Fox, and we will see you on Sunday.